Just offside. We back, baby. Back for another week. March Madness. It is March Madness. It really is March Madness because another week and another week where our teams win. That's how you know it's mad. That's you know it's fucking madness. That's for sure. That's for sure. But as you already know, you're listening. It's Mike Pavella, and I'm joined with the homie Keith Macubia. What is good, everybody? Be back. Uh, oh man, it's a thing of beauty. But let's we're gonna start off this episode talking about the Champions League madness that happened midweek. And bro. Uh, first, first, let me start. Okay, go on. There's a few things that need to be said. I love it. We've been saying, and I, know, I think people that know the game know that like Benzema is like a top, top, top striker. So I'm people that know the game, yeah, no, that like he's a top. We and we've been saying on this, he's one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. So on and was, off the field. Yeah, so I was so happy to see him have that uh, that performance, bro. Because if you think of Benzi, this guy's been overshadowed by, obviously, Ronaldo. I think they both went to Madrid at the same time. So he's in that shadow for that, whatever, eight, nine years, however long it was. And with Bale, too, as well. So I don't think he ever got his flowers while they were there, man. But for him to have that Champions League night like that, I'm fucking so happy for him, bro. What a night. That was crazy. That was madness. That's one. That's first. Second, fucking Luka Modric, man. Again oh and again and again, this guy just proves just the, just the, I don't know, just Madrid, man. And like, this guy just aging like fine wine, still having a performance like that is mad at his age, like bossing it. Because, you know, I also thought like Verratti was playing great too, but like just the, I don't know, just another level, bro. Modric. I got guys, people listening. I got goosebumps right now. The fact that Keith's shouting out Modric, goosebumps—that's yeah, probably going to be the last time you hear me say that. <laughs> I yeah. love it. And then lastly, Kylian fucking Mbappe, bro. I feel bad for him because that performance too was like, bro, that that little none didn't count, but that little step over he did, oh. I didn't ever see. my <laughs> holy, that was his audition for the Bruno Bales. We all know he's gone. But bro, this kid is the truth for me. The, the best, player, the, for me, the best player in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say current, currently, current best player in the world. Yeah. But let me add and build on to yours because pretty much all the same thing, really. Like you said, Benzie's now getting his flowers, and I think a lot more people are looking at it and giving him the respect that they should, which is long overdue. But bro. The, just the goals, man. Like That was crazy. I was talking about it yesterday. Like, he was balling out at Lyon before he went to Real Madrid. Like, that's as way, way, way back. Back when they were on a tear, Lyon. And he was young. And he signs. And he's, like, still... I heard he scored in Champions League every year since 2005 or something like that. That's a crazy stat. Like, yeah. And like you said, with Modric, these guys are aging. And it's... I think... Benzema said it. He said the Champions League is just in our DNA. It's in, yeah. It's just, that's Madrid, man. Yeah. It's them. I cannot believe that they found that way back. And Modric, that run, and then that pass to Benzema. That little pass, yeah. A little blind pass, yeah. It was fucking... 
Bro, but what, what impressed me most was that tackle on Messi just before. Chasing him back and clean tackle. Like, he's turning 37 in a couple of months. Yeah, they just wanted, they wanted, you could tell they all wanted that. Vinicius, too, played great. Baller. Baller. Uh, Valverde, Valverde, I'm saying his name right Valverde. Valverde. Baller, Fede, too. Fede. He played really well. You know what? Game changed, too, when Camavinga came on, too. Like, Facts. holy, bro. Madrid's looking good, man. And they're going to Camavinga for 30 million? I think it was 30 million or maybe yeah, it's 30 million. That's going to be a very big steal because he's going to be him and Verde are going to be fucking problems, bro. Seriously, seriously. And Mbappe, yeah. I read something that like this guy signed his contract January 30th or something like that with Real Madrid. I was like, I don't know who's coming up with shit. I don't know if it's real, but. Bro, I, I heard because I didn't see that too. Because then they said they're going to wait till after. And I just start after this, um, the, this, that fixture to announce it. And you're starting to hear more stuff come out. So it might be true. Maybe not signed, but like the deal was that would be the deal. The agreement or something. But you could have signed anyways then. But the fact that this guy did that and then Real Madrid knocked him out, he's like, yeah, okay, no, I'm not putting up with this. Yeah, Messi, man, like goals. Missed, missed a pen first leg, which possibly cost them. Ghost, bro. No show, man. Yeah, that was honestly such a good game. Yeah, that's a good one. That second leg was just incredible to watch. I can't believe that. Yeah. Craziness, man. But that's the that Champions League magic, bro. That is. That is. That was great. Great entertainment for a neutral. A hundred percent. Really, really just classic game. And for PSG to bottle it is just hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, they've already run away with the league. Like you know that's the only competition they care about. That's the only trophy they're trying to get, and it's gone already. Done. Yeah, round of sixteen, and I'm wondering where they go from here, man. Because like, obviously, yeah, you'll win the the league or not the Liga, Liga. But like, you're losing Mbappe. Messi's done. Doesn't want to be there. What do you do with Neymar? Like, there's a lot of question marks for them in the summer. It's also mad because do you see what happened today with PSG? Yeah, they're getting booed. Getting booed. Right. They're booing Messi. Rightly so, bro. He hasn't done nothing. He's done nothing since he's got there, bro. I know, but to boo him. What have you done for me lately, bro? You know it's like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. It's not like he did everything for that club. He did everything for Barca. Yeah, exactly. So fair enough. But yeah, a mad game. Shut up, Benzi. Shout out Benzi, shout out Luca, these guys, man. But yeah, the other games, Bayern, and no joking around that second leg. No, it's like all the, if I'm on, what is it, Salzburg they're playing? They play? Salzburg, yeah. All that work you put in in that first 90 minutes. <laughs> Gone. Nothing, bro. Gone. And like the first 20 minutes of the game, too. It's like it's like you working on a girl all night in the club and the lights come on and she just goes home, bro. <laughs> Bro, that was embarrassment, but that's Bayern Munich, man. They know they had to turn it around. Just powerhouse, just went through it. Yeah. So they cruised through. I think it what finished seven one on aggregate. Yeah. City, obviously, first after the first leg, that that tie was done. They're through. Good move, putting on that Scott Carson. 
getting him subbed on in like the 70th minute, get some Champions League minutes. And then uh, Liverpool lose to Inter 1-0 at Anfield, but obviously still managed to move on. I heard the first loss at home in over a year or something. A hot minute. Yeah. And Klopp said something like, that's probably like the best game to lose or something like that. Like it's important. That's an important loss. Because it doesn't really affect them, right? It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's true. So that's like a good time in their run to fight for City yeah, to actually true. to actually take a loss. Makes sense, yeah. You know how those Germans be thinking, bro? Yeah. Facts. So there's four games left midweek. We'll talk about those next week. But the quarterfinals will be made come Wednesday night. So we'll see yeah, what happens. The, on- the, the draft's probably Friday, no? Yeah, it's got to be Friday morning. So we'll see what happens with that quarterfinals. And then we can maybe give a little bit of predictions for what's going to happen and react to those quarters in the Champions League. But let's move to the Prem. And my man, you start us off. I was a United fan for the day. Talk to me, baby. Manchester United. How are you a United fan? Because it's more beneficial that, for me, I wanted Man U to win because... You guys are like us as well, like hit and miss. And like Spurs are kind of been like hit and miss as well. But I'd rather you guys have won. Yeah, I guess. I think it works out better mathematically if you guys had won. With games in hand, et cetera, all of that nonsense. Yeah, I saw some, I think it was a tweet or something. Like Spurs, like in the last like 15 games or so, 13 or something, it's been win-loss, 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 win-loss. All of it, yeah. Yeah, they've been so inconsistent. But yeah, fuck, yesterday, man, the goat was in the building, man. Tom Brady. Two goats in the building, bro. Yeah, I I don't know. I didn't get to, like, yeah, it's nice. I'm not getting too excited anymore, bro, when I see this. When I see this from Ronaldo, because, like, literally, it could be a, you could have a stinker and the whole team would have a stinker. Even then, they didn't even play that well yesterday, but it could be a big stink on fucking Wednesday. So it is what it is. But yeah, it obviously shows. We know Monroe is my goat, but like we know he, he's capable of that on any night. But we haven't seen many of them. This the thing season. that the thing that I love about it is three different goals. Yeah. Three yeah. very different goals at his age, doing whatever. You know who I thought was unreal yesterday was Fred. Yeah, he is. And the thing is when he when he's playing with somebody in the midfield who's like, I guess Matic, uh, Matic is okay. But like when you see him play like with Fabinho and thing at Brazil, like he's decent, like he's so, he can play. Yeah. But when he's in there like with Scott Tommy where it just goes to shit, like it doesn't work. So he, yeah, that was probably one of his best, best games this season. Yeah, he's doing well, man. He was doing well. That I, I thought as like a neutral watching that, I thought it was very entertaining. Obviously, Ronaldo doing his thing. I was thinking, though, like the the fluidity of it, the way Fred was kind of linking up and letting Matic sit a little bit. He was going just a little bit more forward. Ronaldo was kind of dropping in. Sancho was getting on the ball. Bro, such a good dribbler, that guy on the wing, man. Yeah, it's good. He's starting to find his, his stride. Stride. Yeah. Yeah. You can Bro, tell. But you know what I was thinking? Is Bruno the problem? No, bro. There's not, but there's no just one problem. It's the whole team. It's not one thing. I know, but like in terms of like chemistry, at least up top, 
like I just I just found that the way you guys were moving it yesterday was just a lot more fluid and it just seemed to be like the link up was a little bit more there and like the transition when you wanted to transition and just all of that I don't know obviously Bruno runs a lot but I was just thinking like maybe they're actually a little bit better without Bruno no nah, because it's look it's looked good with Bruno in there too it's looked shit with Bruno in there it's looked shit without him so I don't know I don't say it's him at all Fair enough. Yeah, I was I was just throwing it out there. I think, um, yeah, obviously, good win, good win. I think what we gave them, the two goals they got were caused from us, PK and then Harry Maguire. So they didn't really have. Uh, I'm trying to think of other like half chances they might have had. Where the hair really had to be challenged, but I can't even think. Not too many. Yeah. So it's okay, but that backline still sometimes is all over the fucking place, man. Yeah, it's a madness. It's a madness. But you mentioned it, man. Tom Brady being in the building. And I was thinking about it earlier. And I was thinking about it last night as well. I think this is where I geek out as a sports fan. Like, I I find it like the coolest thing possible as a sports fan. Me and you, obviously, people listening, we love all sports. And we talk about all sports. But obviously, we talk mostly about footy. But when Tom Brady, the GOAT, is in Manchester and he's sitting in the stands and watching and then Ronaldo delivers that and then they link up like post game and are talking and get the photos and everything. I'm like, just two worlds combining and two elite, elite athletes, potentially the GOATs at their ages are just on the pitch, just chatting it up afterwards. (laughs) I think it's sick. I think it's amazing. And that's where I geek out. It was dope to see, definitely. Especially there, to have that performance while he's there is cool, yeah. Yeah, because you imagine if Tom Brady showed up to Manchester and was at Old Trafford and he saw, like, a nothing, whatever, like... like the, the Watford, no, no. <laughs> exactly. Like, he saw the stadium do the C. He saw Ronaldo hit three. He saw them win 3-2. Like, he, he um, was shouting out, like, Harry Kane on his Instagram as well. So, just, like... Yeah. He picked a good-ass game to go to because I was like, why the what the fuck is this guy doing in Manchester, bro? <laughs> I think him and Harry Kane are fucking buddies. They must be. They must be. But yeah, that overlap with them, I was like, that's sick. I love it. But yeah, we'll see with United, bro. I'm not... This shit got me excited at the beginning of the season when he started doing the madness, too. He scored those two goals his first game. So, big game midweek, man. Big game. Big game. We'll talk Uh about it next week. Yeah, so we'll see. It could be another stinker, like I said. But we move. We move. To the Gooners. Yeah, I'm going to really try and be 10 toes right now. <laughs> I'm trying to stay grounded, man. But this is the match today against Leicester. Did you watch? I saw some of it, man. Exactly. So don't roll your fucking eyes out. No, me, do you know why I do? Because <laughs> you get so excited when you guys... <laughs> these are teams you should be beating. When no, but that's what I'm saying. Them. But I'm, bro, I'm, not, I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm just saying the way we played. The way Odegaard was playing, the way Partey was playing, fantastic. Fantastic. And I've, and I've always said, listen, I like, yeah, Arsenal play, they do this, they do that. But as soon as as soon as they play a proper team, Odegaard you don't see. Partey is all over the place. Saka you don't see. So that's the thing. I want to see them in those big games, which they will have coming up, which is going to yeah. be exciting to see. So that's it. That's for me. That's the, that's the next step. That's yeah. the next step to gauge them. Because based off of the last 10 games, they got the same amount of points as Liverpool and Man City. They're mm-hmm. hot right now. They're hot right now. Yeah, they're home form. I'm just saying, the game's at home. You know, you're in for a tough one if you're a team going to Emirates right now. 
And that's we got Liverpool Wednesday night at the Emirates, and that's a toughie. That's a toughie, but I think they well, might, that's a good. Playing at home, I think they could get a draw. The way they've yeah. at home. If uh, we get a draw, I'll be the happiest person in the world. I think they could, but just because you know Liverpool needs points now, it's going to be tough. Like you know, they need to keep exactly, keep exactly. But you know what? A massive, great three points to put us into fourth for the time being. It's just uh, we need Tommy Asu back. That's the only thing I'm going to say. We need Tommy Asu back. Cedric, a right back. Is he he's missing Wednesday? Probably. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he's back for Saturday against Villa. But man, Cedric yeah, is all just, over the place. I would save him. Yeah, save him for fucking next weekend. But they they're looking good, man. They're looking good. Shout out Laka. I got to shout out Laka. This guy went nine games without a goal. Gets his PK. Proper PK. Yeah, top, top bins. So I was very, very happy for him. I was thinking that he was going to miss. Because I always think that whenever Arsenal <laughs> take a penalty, they're going to miss. But he scored and he made it 2-0. And then from there, it was, it was fairly comfortable closing it out. And Ramsdale, man. Yeah, a couple <sighs> good saves, yeah. Yeah, another clean sheet. Great save on Harvey Barnes. It's just good, man. I was looking at it. But then what? Let's look at their lineup to start. If they had if they get one more midfielder and a striker that can get you like fifteen goals, twenty goals next season, they look will be dangerous, I think. Yeah. Because like I think so. If you have that midfield without take Jaka out, gets replace somebody with Jaka, they they might be trouble. And they like be, you said, and like you said, a striker that's possibly scoring fifteen to twenty. But then again, you guys did have that, and then you were named making Champions League. So, but, we'll but we see. didn't have, but we didn't have the the back line, and we didn't have like the actual everything sorted out. Now yeah. you can clearly tell that there's a structure in place. This starting yeah. lineup is just going to be the starting lineup pretty much every single game, and then they're going to go and they're going to play, and yeah. they know what's good. One, so one midfielder and a strike. striker for sure, but a midfielder too you need. And then I think if they make Champions League, that might be easy. Might it might worry. be easier. Easier. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> Easier, but let's move on, man. Arsenal, well, in three points. Um, I got on here West Ham over Villa, 2-1. And the reason why I got on there was Andre Yarmolenko comes on, scores. And, like, his celebration was, like, so moving. Just, like, fell to his knees pretty much and just, like, had his hand hands in his head. Yeah. It's like, man, this guy's going through so much. And for whatever amount of minutes he's on the pitch, he's trying to like forget everything that's happening back home and puts the puts his team ahead. Obviously, football is not the main priority, but does his job and does that. And then just like although and the way that his teammates react and celebrate with them is just yeah. it's dope. And I'm glad I'm glad they ended up winning. As a, I was saying earlier. I would have rather a drawn or Villa to win for a point situation. But when that happened, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, West Ham got to win. Yeah. Good to see. Absolutely. Um, so West Ham over Villa. And the last game in the Prem that we're going to talk about is the fucking Everton Blues, man. <laughs> Bro, I can't believe that these guys really are in jeopardy of going down. man. just crazy. They've never been relegated, no? Never. 
Crazy. I hope they don't. I really hope they don't. But I think, especially with the leads, that's a massive win for Leeds today. Massive three points. 94th minute. Watford winning as well against Watford winning. So, oh my goodness. They're, yeah, especially with their schedule. Remaining Everton, Everton are in the mud. Yeah, prayers, prayers to Joel, prayers to Tagua. It's any other toffee listening in. It's, it's bad. Tough. Yeah, it's getting peak. <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about um, me going to the game against Tottenham on Monday night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I have never. Uh, just experience something like that. You should just have yeah. the camera on Joel the whole time, man. We didn't sit together. That was the problem no, 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 true. at the beginning. So we didn't sit together. I was beside some random fucking guys and they were just yelling and doing whatever. It was hilarious. Um, so very quickly, Tottenham Stadium, incredible. Lived up to everything that everyone said about it. So um, blew me away, really. Then... The fact that they, the fact they went up 3-0, I was like, oh my God. I texted the guys. I was like, I think it was like 35th minute. I was like, pints. And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> we just went up. And then the second half of we we were walking down. And I was with Joel at this point. And we walked down the steps to the seats. And I was like, fuck it, I'll just sit with you. And as we're walking down the stairs to go to our seats, <laughs> regular school. Oh yeah, right away. <laughs> And we get to see it, and Joel's just like, leave? Like, let's get out of here. And I was like, no way. Like, 47th minute? Like, I'm not leaving. And then it went five. <laughs> and everyone around, everyone started clearing out, bro. Everyone. And he's like, we got to leave. I was like, no, okay. Let's wait till the 60th minute. So I, for me, someone who's paid for a ticket, I will never leave a football match early. Never. Yeah. Unless, paid, un- unless unless it's like a blowout or whatever. But like even at the Emirates, anytime, always stay till the end, always clap the team, always put like that type of person. And I was like, yo, okay, you know what? Let's bounce to the 60th. Got in a cab. <laughs> Earliest I've ever left a football match. 60th minute. Get into a cab. Get to the pub across the road. The match isn't even finished, bro. <laughs> we were ordering bites. The match isn't even finished. <laughs> Joel, man. Oh my god, what a week, bro! Honestly, and yeah, just them catching the L to Wolves today was just I know at home, at home, man. I, I thought, okay, at home, they had a big a message from one of the players, Kenny, I think, talking about like just getting behind them. He got sent off today. There, <laughs> yeah, two feet very deep in the mud for Everton. So it's tough for them. It's tough for them. Yeah, I don't know. It's really close down there. But we'll have we'll, we'll keep our eyes on the relegation battle as well as a top four battle. But let's move to Italy. Because as we've been saying, this race for the Scudetto, if this stays like this every single remaining week, it's unbelievable. Let's bring up the table right now. Yeah. The table the table is really mad because you could have three teams, I think. Confidently, you could say three teams right now going for it. As far as threats and actual real contenders. Uh, it's four. Juve's in it. Juve's in the mix. You, you know you, right, they're going to be in the mix at the end. 100%. You think so? Yeah. 
Yeah, bro. in the mix at the end. Yo, I didn't even take in. They're in 56. Yeah, they're going to be in the mix at the end, man. Man. A lot, Inter got two games in hand, but I think Juve could even catch Napoli, man. Wow. Juve can win the league, bro. That's a madness. So, yeah, if you're thinking about that right now, those four teams could potentially win. And who's actually going to do it? Who knows? There's less, like AC Milan got less than 10 games left. Yeah. Enter 12 games. Well, no, 11 games, sorry. Like, depends on the remaining fixtures. Fixtures. Who's who's playing. And if any of those teams are playing each other for a possible six-pointer, because that would be huge. But absolute madness in the Serie A, bro. Because AC obviously won 1-0. Napoli and Juve won. Um, Inter played tonight after we record against Torino. So if they win... Yeah, that's a big one. I, th- I find it fascinating now that these four teams are, are going for it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You don't see that in any other league this season. So Rarely would you. If you look around the leagues, you're not going to see that. Maybe yeah, three, rare, maybe yeah, three exactly. in Spain. Sometimes you get three, but like yeah, two in and two in England always right now. So you get four. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Would you, would you take in Juve right now? You would actually take them. I wouldn't take them to win it, but they can definitely win the league. I think they'll be. Yeah. They're going to be up there. They might be. I think they're going to be ahead of Napoli. Let's say they finish ahead of Napoli for sure. Yeah, that's mad. Crazy, man. Uh, yeah, interesting. Like everything, keeping tabs on it. We're not going to talk about the rest of Europe right now because we're going to shift our focus to the MLS. And we'll start with our beloved TFC. Tough L to Columbus, 2-1. Yeah. I really feel for that kid that got injured. Yeah, tough start, but like what? Twelve? They had like seven Canadians. I think started. I think it was a record. I saw Lucas McNaughton played the full ninety with Bradley at the back. Yeah, fuck's sake, Bradley at the back. Yeah, almost bent. They were up one nil, and this uh, Jesus as a Jesus. I mean, as or as Jesus. Yeah, he's off to a good start. Yeah, it's looking like a good uh, a goodbye so far. But like we said last week, man, they got to, you know, it's going to take a lot of time. But I like that they're playing these, get, like, get these kids experience right now, man. Why not? Exactly. If anything, it like helps build stock. Yeah. Like, why not? Get them some playing time, get them like some experience. Hopefully their confidence doesn't get shot by all these losses, <laughs> but I like it. I don't play, man. That's how you learn. Facts. That Petrasso's. Mm-hmm. Balling out as well. Bro, right? I think that's. I played with his brother. His brother's a little bit Manella's age. Like he played with Manella's uh, academy age. Luke, Michael Petrasso. I think he plays for York Nine now, but like he played at uh, QPR for a bit. I remember, yeah. Uh, Danny Dicchio got him out of QPR. So I think, I think that's his brother. I think. Could be wrong though. Cousin something. Petrasso though. They look kind of alike. So could be his brother. But yeah, I like him too. He's good. Two starts. Back yeah, for back. real. Anyone listening, correct us. Go right ahead. Yeah, <laughs> we've got some amount of facts on this on this pod, man. Only some, not <laughs> not a whole not a whole uh, lot. Not a whole lot. Just feeling, man. I feel. I have a feeling I might be his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get so Petrasso, Petrasso. Yeah, yeah. 
Might be, but yeah, no, honestly, let the kids play. Let them play and uh, get some experience. But obviously, yeah, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough start. Yeah. Tough and start. But another, like, all three Canadian teams losing. Montreal with a 4-1 loss to New York. And Vancouver, yeah, none, of them, none of them have won yet, bro. You would think that, like, with the wave that we're on and the wave that Canada's on, it's just not. Know. It's just not turning in <laughs> club wise. Not right now, at least not yet. But it's early. MLS is a long season, man. So just got to get through this first part of it. But I think they'll be. All right. I think TFC will be all right. I mean, there's not too much expected of them this year, so they'll be. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I think if they can get into somewhat good form and get like the team aligned, and then once Insignia gets there, yeah. To me, I, to me, I think they're years next year, bro. I really? Think, yeah. Because it's seeing it coming off that long. Yeah, it takes time to adjust to. Like the sub, I don't think sub really hit the ground running either when he first came. Fair. Uh, we'll see. Fair enough. Canadian teams, man. Canadian teams, not so hot. Canadian boys, different story. Flame out. Bro, I watched the first half of uh, LA and Seattle, bro. And fucking Raheem. Raheem's looking like. He's trying to get a call up, bro. He's looking good, man. Yo, I I saw somewhere with Fonzio, um, Sam Adakube is suspended. I don't think yeah, suspended. First game. Who else? Bring in Raheem. He's got it. I think he's getting it for sure. He'll get called for sure. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't get called. But oh, he got the hockey assist. He got the hockey assist in that goal. You see his run and how they scored. Yeah, it's all all him again. He's looking good, bro. And then, yeah, even on the pregame, they were talking like this. This is Fox, and they were talking about him like as their biggest or acquisition this summer. So apparently, it was him. Apparently, it was, he could have gone back to TFC, LAFC, or Galaxy, but he chose Galaxy. Um, team up with Vanny again, but it's looking like the right choice so far. He's a I good mean, player, man. First three games to yeah, assist this. the first two, and then create the. In the third game, yeah, great start for him. Looks comfortable again, yeah. So it's good. Glad, happy for him, man. Definitely, we got to get him on the pod. I think we got to reach out and get him on. After he gets that Canadian call up, we'll reach out. Yeah, we're speaking that into existence. Would be a good one, man. Next, on the other side of LA, another clean sheet for Daniel and Max Grippo. Daniel Henry, obviously. Max Grippo. Yeah, D got his first start. Played 90. For LA, man. Yeah, played 90. And then another good win for them. They look like they're going to be a team, too. But, bro, did you see Carlos Vela's contract is done in June and has not read up or anything? I know. I saw that. So there, there's some, I don't know. They don't, like you said, he doesn't even know what's going on. So that's got to keep an eye on that with LA. But, yeah, they look good too to start the season. Happy for Daniel. First start, man. Yeah, they shout out to him, man. Just start getting 90 minutes. I think he should easily be a starter in this league. So I think once he finds his feet again, settle in LA, I think he's got a. Then Max got their spots in that 11, I think. They should, at least. They should. Yeah. Obviously, stay healthy. Yeah. And you'll be fine. Canadian boys, man, making noise. That takes us to our shoutouts. 
on today's episode. Let's start with obviously Canadians, man. Ik Ugbo scoring again for Troyes. Troyes? Troyes? I don't know how to say it properly. Two French club. What'd you say? I think he's got two and four. Two and yeah. four, four appearances. So the move's looking okay right now. Obviously, the side is potentially going to get relegated, but if he keeps putting goals in, you know some other team's going to try and pick him up if they go down. And, exactly. and I'm sure, I'm sure the Canadian national team is just, he's just going, yeah, no, I'm going to get some minutes now. I'm putting the ball in the back of net. I'm going to try to get some minutes now. It's, the, it's crazy because that's where they have the most depth is up the front. Yeah, for real. And then Tejan with 90 minutes and a win for Club Bruges today. Another 90, man. He's good. Another 90, man. The 90s coming, man. <laughs> Get the experience coming, and he's back in cap for a couple of weeks. Wrap up qualifying. So, I heard he's been impressing over there. So, it's good looks. Doing his thing. And the last shout out for today is Christian Eriksen, man. We talked about it not too long ago about him getting his uh, debut, getting back with Brentford. And he gets his first assist. He gets his first assist back, setting up. Man like Ivan Tony. Good for him. I'm just happy to happy that he's back That's recording great. assists and playing a part. We talked I said on this year. a couple of weeks ago, if he could play his part and get grab a couple of assists, do some set piece stuff, and keep that club from relegation would be huge. Yeah. And the fact that he got an assist yesterday, they won. Ivan Tony's been in fucking fire. He's got five goals in his last two. At least. He is just Hopefully, keeps that role going and it can help Brentford stay alive and stay in the Prem. Got a crazy year for him. What is it a year? Over a year? When was that two years ago? Or Euros. A year ago? Yeah. Yeah, like a year ago. Not even a year ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Good. You're back Nuts. in the Prem plane, but yeah, good for him, man. It's a good story. Absolutely. Um, that's it for the footy talk. My man, Keith, do you have any interest in the drive to survive the F1? Yeah, I watched a few episodes. I might, I might just watch the last one just so I can watch the, what fucking happened at the end. But no, it's good. I watched a few. I watched like three, three episodes. Yeah, I, if I were you and anybody listening that hasn't watched it at all, you don't have to watch the first three seasons. If you want to go into all of the aftermath of this most recent season in F1, just go watch season four right now. I've watched the first two, and it's fire. Yeah, it's the hoopla. They start. The annoying thing is they keep going on these like young kids. Who I don't care about. I guess if you want to get into the sport, I'm like, bro, just tell me what the top, the top do. I just stay on these top two guys. I know that's what it comes down to at the end. I don't care about any of this foolishness. But yeah, I'll probably watch it all. It is interesting because I didn't really understand the sport before. So I watched a little bit of uh, last season too while it was on. But it is kind of cool. It's crazy how big the teams are and like what it really goes into it. Yeah, like what it takes to actually. Yeah. It's not just a driver. No, like you need money. There's little guys racing that know they're not going to do anything today. Like their engines can't do. Like it's crazy. I didn't realize all that. And yeah. Then like, like P10, no points if you're not P10 or higher and all that. Like yeah. And all that. But it's pretty cool. 
it's definitely a sport because of Netflix that I've gotten way more into. Way more into, right? Yeah. And enjoy. Then the last season of F1 was one that I like finally followed all the way through. And it was obviously probably one of the best seasons that has yeah. happened in the last like couple of decades. Yeah, because once I saw like people going crazy on Twitter, I was like, hey, maybe I got to watch the, the see this season because of the fucking ending. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to see how that went down. And the Check end. that out. Anything, yeah. any other, anything else to watch? No, drive to survive. That's that's our sport talk. That's our. Well, they had, they've heard about that magic money Showtime? time, Showtime, Showtime? Late, whatever the Lakers shit on HBO. You watch? Yeah, I heard it's the first app was good. I heard it was, it was good. It was solid. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, I wanna, I wanna check it out. I remember watching the trailer and I was like mixed feelings about it. But um, I was actually talking to Plata, Shadow Plata. Um, and he was saying it's pretty good, just about like the genie bus and uh, Jerry and buying <laughs> it. And the... good. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very true, man. The guy never says anything's bad. My guy is a glass half full type guy, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love him for it because I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> oh my days. Yeah, 100%. Well, that's it, man. What is this? Episode 37, 38, 39? So we're almost at 40, man. Crazy. Almost at 40, man. We're entering the Tom Brady years. Yeah. We're hitting our prime, man. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, everyone is listening to it right now. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Just Offside podcast with me, Mike Pavella. Keith McCubio. Later.